What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Thursday Night Football edition of the In My Prime podcast. This week, we got Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. Broncos are 10.5 point underdogs and over under of 46.5. So, if you guys didn't know, I am a Denver Broncos fan. And life as a Broncos fan has been pretty damn shitty post Peyton Manning. Like, we have not, I don't think we've had a winning season have not played a playoff game, and we're just like a national laughing stock, especially since Russ came, even though Russ is playing good this year. Uh, don't get it twisted, Russ is playing good this year. But, yeah, uh, we haven't beat the Chiefs since that year, and I just do not see a world where we beat the Chiefs with this team at all. I mean, this team is terrible. Defense is probably the worst in the NFL and, yeah, even bringing in Sean Payton, who is probably one of the better coaches of all time, couldn't even save us. So, the way I see the Broncos winning this game, honestly, in my head, it's probably not, like, actually this bad. But, like, for the MLB postseason, if you want to bet Bryce Harper to hit three home runs in a game, I think I genuinely think that has a better chance of hitting than the Broncos' money line, which is at plus 430. Like, I just really do not see a world where we win this game. Maybe we cover but we ain't winning. Like, Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on before I uh, talk about the prop I've already played, already put out on Twitter, is um, the Chiefs here are probably going to play a very vanilla style of football. So what I mean by that is that Andy Reid, obviously offensive genius, has some really cool plays up his sleeve. But in the past, he has he's been known to like save his plays for games that actually matter and I mean I guess this game does matter it's like a divisional game but like I mean come on like the Chiefs are gonna win I we all know this I especially know this so I think we see a pretty vanilla approach to this um Chiefs especially the Chiefs passing attack so I could actually see a world where Kansas City doesn't have an amazing output but also I could see a world where they do because they're playing against like the worst it's Patrick Mahomes going up against the worst defense in the NFL arguably so yeah uh I, I don't know if I expect an offensive explosion from the Chiefs but it obviously easily could happen given their matchup with Denver so I, I'm projecting Denver to have to throw a lot clearly also Javante Williams is back Javante unfortunately has not looked like himself He's got a rushing yard line of 34 and a half. And uh, I think he might be a bit limited coming off injury. He's obviously coming off that serious knee injury. And before that serious knee injury, man, he was awesome. Like, he was actually, like, a really fucking awesome running back. Like, watching him play was just a treat. I honestly thought he might be, like, a top five running back this year if he stayed healthy. He looked like he was on his way to stardom, but he just does not look the same this year. He doesn't have that same burst to the outside where he would stiff-arm someone and beat them to the corner and just turn, like, a five-yard gain into a 20-yard gain. He's kind of just getting the five yards here this year. So I, if Javante, Javante probably does get the most carries for the Broncos, and I really don't expect much out of him. Anyways, uh, well, that's the reason I mentioned that is, like, just kind of to support my Broncos have to pass a lot theory, obviously, with the game script, and then I don't think that they find much, much success running the ball. And the Chiefs are pretty good against the run as well, making uh, – actually, they're fine. They're, they're, they're middle of the pack. They're 17th against the run in, in success rate. 
So, yeah. Anyways, uh, I played Cort- Cortland Sutton over three and a half receptions. Reasoning behind that is, uh, if you look back at his game logs with Russell Wilson since he came in, and in these games, Cortland Sutton did not leave early. He had like a game where he left like around halftime or something. So I took that up. He's cleared the slide in 13 out of 18 games with Russ since last year. He has averaged 7.2 targets, 4.6 receptions. So, I mean, just given the hit rate, given the target volume, uh, three and a half line in a game where they project to have to pass a ton, maybe even see some prevent defense in the second half, easy receptions. I just went with this based off of that almost. It's also a nice little buy low too. He uh, hit the slide in his first three games of the year, but the last two games uh, versus Chicago, which obviously is a really easy matchup, but it was like a really weird game where Denver just like did not run any plays at all compared to Chicago. Uh, Sutton only had three receptions of that one. And then against the Jets, where Cortland is an outside-only receiver, basically. So, obviously, uh, he got matched up a decent amount with Sauce and just had like a bad game, but that's just like a... Really bad matchup uh, against the Jets, who also can generate a decent amount of pressure. Um, yeah, like I said, Denver's defense lasts in EPA per play, 29th in success rate. Uh, this, Chief ends, this Chiefs offense with Mahomes is just going to put up a ton of points, create a negative game script. Look at some wide receivers versus the Chiefs. We saw Amon Ross St. Brown, nine targets, six receptions. Josh Reynolds had seven targets, four receptions. Christian Kirk, 14 targets, 11 receptions. Calvin Ridley, 8 targets. Only turned that into 2 receptions. Uh, week 3, they played uh, Justin Fields, who went 11 for 22. So none of his receivers got there, but that was just like an ugly, ugly passing game from Fields and the, and the Bears. Week 4, Garrett Wilson had 14 targets and 9 receptions. Lazard had 3 targets and 3 receptions. Then if we go to Week 5 versus the Vikings, uh, Jordan Addison... Brandon Powell and K.J. Osborne, they all had four-plus receptions. And then Jefferson had three, but he also got injured pretty badly. So the injury that put him on the injured reserve, actually. So all in all, I mean, just like looking at that, like most ones and twos hit this line. And most ones and twos at least like get the targets, you know, unless there's a clear alpha, which there isn't. Uh, So Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, both those guys should get a decent amount of targets here. I went with Sutton because his reception line was one lower. Yeah, man, just uh, 13 out of 18 hit rate, really nice game script environment. Um, I just see them having to throw a ton here, and I think he gets around like seven, maybe eight targets. Should be enough for a three-and-a-half line. It's worth noting <clears throat> when we look at the weather, it's actually there's a, somewhat of a chance of precipitation but there's also pretty strong winds, which is a little bit scary. Um, not 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 the most ideal, but the winds will definitely lower ADOTs. You know, it will definitely lower ADOTs of Russell Wilson. And uh, that benefits receptions for easy catches. So, obviously, I guess the wind's not ideal, but I don't think it's the end of the world with the reception prop. Sutton's not just only a downfield guy. He can win in the shorter yardage range. I think he has like an 11 8 out this year, which isn't too crazy high. I'll probably see a dip a little bit this game given the weather circumstances. So, yeah, man, I just I think that this line is a tad low. Um, we're starting to see a little bit of juice coming on it. So, yeah. Uh, but it's definitely still widely available if you uh, check. Let me quick see where you can get it at.
Cortland Sutton. Yeah, um, minus 113 at FanDuel, 119 at Caesars, 125 at MGM, uh, all playable there. Uh, I want to talk about a couple more props that I, I've been eyeing, but they actually all haven't released. So first one, let's talk about the Denver side still. Uh, I kind of want to see, wait and see if there's a Jaleel McLaughlin rushing or receiving, rushing and receiving yards line. He has just played out of his mind, man. Like he is really, really good. He looks honestly, love Javante, man, but J- Jaleel looks better than him straight up. I mean, McLaughlin, he is averaging 7.3 yards per carry this year on 22 rushing attempts. He is extremely fast, extremely explosive. He can uh, easily get you like a 15 to 20 yard rush just out of the blue. Also, uh, he's won 3 for 32, uh, 3 for 21 in the air the last two games. So obviously he's not the full-time, he is not the full-time guy with P. Ryan also being a solid pass blocker especially and receiver but I, I think that Jaleel McLaughlin he's probably going to get a pretty low line here and I think that the, just like with the way he's been playing you just can't put this guy on the bench Javante still banged up uh Jaleel has just looked like the best guy so I think we think there's a pretty good chance that we get a really low line for him just given that there's going to be three running backs all getting touches and if you look at the RB1 his is only at like 34 and a half for rushing so I think there's a chance that Jaleel McLaughlin um, just has a ridiculously low line, and I think he sees like think think he sees like seven or eight touches here in this one, and with that he's just like such an explosive guy that expect him to be efficient, expect him to at least get like a one decent chunk play out of that, which should be enough if the line is low enough. Just someone to keep an eye on. Uh, two other guys for the Chiefs. First one I want to get into is we don't have a lineup for him, but we usually do have a lineup for him by tip by tip off. I've been watching too much NBA preseason uh, by game time. So uh, Noah Gray usually has like a super low line. Kelsey obviously got banged up kind of pretty badly. I, I forget what it was. I think it was like a like a low ankle sprain, which is obviously not as bad as a high ankle sprain, but no joke, especially on a short week, especially in a game that they should pretty comfortably win here. I don't think Kelsey plays a full complement of snaps here. I think that we see a decent amount of Noah Gray. And uh, I think that like a really low line for Noah Gray could definitely be valid and definitely be in play. Just think we see a slight uptick in snaps. Let me go check to see what Noah Gray's been on. Noah Gray stats. So yeah, um, obviously in in week one, uh, Kelsey did not play. So we should ignore that. But yeah, I mean, he's went three for 38. Uh, two targets, one reception, nine yards. Three targets, one reception, 34. Two targets, two receptions, 21. So, um, yeah, I just kind of think that we see a decent spike in his routes ran here. And just if if we get a slight, if we get like a <laughs> low teens, low teens line, I think I'll probably play that. Another one, this one's pretty greasy, but Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, if we get a super low line for him, I mean, he hasn't done anything the last couple of weeks. But obviously, there's just like a huge chance of blowout. Uh, short week, Pacheco's been getting pretty heavy workloads uh, the past week. There's just no need. If there's probably no need to force feed Pacheco in this game, a ton of carries. We saw in a Bears blowout win, uh, Clyde literally got 15 carries. 
Um, and yeah, man, I think that we're going to see a really low line for Clyde. If we see like a, like a low teens for him, that's something else. Obviously, it's against this Denver run defense. So if he gets like four carries and he has like a 13 and a half rushing yard line, like our chances there. So that's that's another prop that I'm eyeing for that one. Um, Yeah, uh, that's about it that I have for this game. Honestly, uh, do not think it's going to be super competitive. But think the Chiefs, maybe if the Chiefs go super vanilla, um, maybe the the wind throws them off a little bit. I, I actually, <clears throat> I do lean under in this game as an look under 46 and a half, because if the Chiefs just don't have an offensive explosion, they're still going to beat the Broncos. And then that means that the Broncos aren't going to be scoring that much. Yeah, I just, I think that the under 46.5 is a decent look as well. And yeah, uh, that's actually it. Keeping it short here. We got a London game, which... Actually, I'll just give this out right now. Um, I, I, it's not a... We don't have a line yet, but... The player that um, I'm going to bet on in the London game because I, I want to extend this podcast at least like another couple minutes. The uh, player in the London game that I'm looking to back is actually Odell Beckham. Uh, so obviously Ravens, Titans, we've been fading Titans through the air all year. Had a decent amount of success here. Uh, pass funnel defense, really good against the run. Even though that, that dude Zach Moss, bro. That dude, Zach Moss, fucking, he got loose on them, and he had a really good game. Zach Moss has been, like, really damn good this year. But, yeah, um, so we don't project, we shouldn't project the Ravens uh, run offense to have um, a ton of success. Odell Beckham, in his first game back from injury, uh, he saw 64% route participation. I expect that to climb up for sure. Uh, he he did leave to go to the locker room. However, however Beckham he returned, and uh, I never saw like an actual like injury pop up for him. Uh, his line was at like twenty three and a half last week, I believe, and he only had thirteen yards. So I think we're gonna get another like mid twenties line for OBJ. Cleared that line in both the first two games, and if you remember that, like the he left early in the second game with injury. The first game, Ravens offense at absolutely nothing. I think we see a good passing attack from the Baltimore Ravens in this one. I think OBJ's in a nice buy low spot. Second game back from injury. Should see an increase in routes ran. And then, and actually in week one, OBJ literally ran 100% of the routes. So I'm not, I'm not expecting that. But, I mean, that's his role when he's healthy. Full-time guy. Um, yeah, OBJ is just, I think, in a really good buy low spot, and that is who I will be targeting in the London game. So I just wanted to give that out to you guys. Keep it in the back of your head if uh, you guys are if you guys are browsing the lines and it pops up before I see it. Uh, I think that's going to be a really good spot for him. I think it will catch a decent amount of steam. So I always want to lock in plays early when you know you're going to play them. Anyways, that's it for me today. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully Denver wins. But that ain't going to happen. So hopefully we just get like a decent game here. But that's also probably not going to happen. So anyways, I'll catch you guys on Friday for the weekly player prop show, which should be a much better episode. Definitely will have a ton of plays, a ton of in-depth analysis for you guys. Analysis, is that the correct term? 
I'm not even sure. Kind of sounds goofy coming out, but yeah, you guys have a good one.